Welcome to the official podcast for the Journal of Pediatric Gastroenterology and Nutrition. This issue will outline selected articles in the October 2008 issue of JPGN. Review article, Drug-Related Hepatotoxicity and Acute Liver Failure, by Karen F. Murphy, M.D., Nedim Hadzik, M.D., Stefan Worth, M.D., Mikhail Bassett, M.D., and Diedrich Kelly, M.D., FRCP, FRCPCH. Drug-induced acute liver failure, DALF, accounts for approximately 20% of pediatric acute liver failure, ALF, and a higher percentage of ALF in adults. Although most patients experience milder drug hepatotoxic reactions such as hepatitis, cholestasis, or asymptomatic enzyme elevation, it is important to recognize the potential for progression to ALF. The commonest cause of DALF in children is acetaminophen, 15% in the United States and in the UK. While other drugs, such as antituberculosis and anti-epileptic therapy, account for 5%. The pathogenesis of the liver injury includes direct hepatotoxicity and idiosyncratic reactions for most drugs, although for others the mechanism of injury is assumed based on clinical presentation and hepatic histology. In this report, we have reviewed the adult and pediatric literature of drug-induced hepatotoxicity and ALF. With special attention to the commonly used or offending medications, the mechanism of the toxicity, the clinical presentation, diagnosis, treatment, and prognosis. Although most of the information available is based on the experience in adult patients, we have included those which are applicable to children or cited pediatric examples. Altered Icosanoid Metabolism in the Cystic Fibrosis Mouse Small Intestine by Robert C. Delisle, Ph.D., Lauren Meldy, B.S., Maureen Flynn, B.S., Kyle Jansen. Objectives. There are imbalances in essential fatty acid levels in cystic fibrosis, CF, which may relate to elevated pro-inflammatory eicosanoid generation. The aim of this work was to better define those changes in the cystic fibrosis intestine. Methods. We used the small intestine of the cystic fibrosis transmembrane conductance regulator knockout mouse to measure eicosanoid metabolic gene expression by quantitative RT-PCR and Western blot. The eicosanoid levels by enzyme immunoassay as compared to wild-type litter mates. Results. The phospholipase A2 PLA2G5 gene was upregulated in the CF small intestine 980% of wild type. The following mRNA expression were downregulated. Leukotriene synthase, LTC4S, 55% of wild type. Cytochrome P450, CYP, 2C40, 54% of wild type. And CYP, 4A10, 4% of wild type. And prostaglandin, degradative enzyme, HPGD, 20% of wild type, and LTB4DH, 64%, along with protein, 30% of wild type. The prostaglandins, PGE2 and PGF2A, were increased 4 to 6 fold in the CF mouse intestine, and the 12, 15, and 20 hydroxyicosatetraenoic acids, arachidonic acid metabolites, were decreased between 5 and 30 fold. In conclusion, 
There are changes in icosanoid metabolic gene expression that are accompanied by significant changes in specific icosanoid levels. These changes are expected to play important roles in the pathophysiology of CF in the intestine. Introduction of arginase 2 by intestinal epithelium promotes the uptake of L-arginine from the lumen of C. parvum infected porcine ileum by Jody Gokin, DVM, PhD, Stephen Stauffer, and Maria Kokora. Objectives of the study was to determine the specific transport systems, activities, and expression of transporter gene responsible for uptake of L-arginine from the lumen of normal Encryptosporidium parvum infected neonatal porcine ileum and the influence of L-arginine catabolic pathways on L-arginine uptake. Methods. Intact sheets of ileal mucosa from control and C. parvum infected neonatal piglets were mounted in oocing chambers an uptake of 14 C L-arginine was determined under initial rate conditions in the presence of transport system selective inhibitors. Epithelial expression of L-arginine transporter genes was quantified by real-time PCR. L-arginine catabolic enzyme expression was examined by immunoblotting epithelial lysates for arginase 1 and 2. The role of intracellular catabolism in promoting uptake of L-arginine was determined by pharmacological inhibition of NOS and arginase activities. Results. C. parvum infected ileum transported L-arginine at rates equivalent to uninfected epithelium despite profound villus atrophy. This was attributed to enhanced uptake of L-arginine by individual epithelial cells in the infection. There were no differences in L-arginine transport system activities or level of transporter gene expression between uninfected and C. parvum infected epithelial cells. However, infected epithelia had induced expression of the L-arginine hydrolytic enzyme arginase 2 and lower concentrations of L-arginine. Further, transport of L-arginine by the infected epithelium was significantly inhibited by pharmacological blockade of arginase. Conclusions Intracellular catabolism by arginase 2, the induction of which has not been previously described for intestinal epithelium, facilitates uptake of L-arginine by infected epithelium using transport systems that do not differ from that of uninfected cells. Induction of arginase 2 may limit NO synthesis by competing with NOS for utilization of L-arginine or promote use of L-arginine for the synthesis of reparative polyamines. Antigliadin IgA, best in finding celiac disease in children younger than 18 months of age. By Karina Lagervist, Ingrid Dahlholm, MSC, Tony Hansen, PhD, Eric Jeidel, MD, Per Juto, Per Olsen, Hans Stenlund, Ole Hernell, Annelie Iverson, PhD. The aim was to investigate the age-dependent serum levels occurrence of elevated celiac disease-related antibodies in young children in order to define the optimal serologic procedure when selecting for small intestinal biopsy. Methods. 428 children with biopsy-verified celiac disease, median age of 16 months, with a range of 7.5 months to 14 years, and 216 controls, median age 2.7 years, with a range of 8.5 months to 14.6 years, were included in the study. Antigliadin IgA antibodies tissue transglutaminase, and endometrial antibodies were analyzed. Results. 
Increased serum AGA IgA levels were found in 411 of 428 celiac disease cases. TTG IgA in 385 of 428 cases. And EMA IgA in 383 of 428. In the control group, 11 of 216 had increased levels of AGA IgA, 5 out of 216 of TTG IgA, and 8 of 216 of EMA IgA. In celiac disease, children younger than 18 months, elevated AGA IgA occurred in 97%, while elevated TTG IgA and IgA EMA were found in 83%. Conversely, in celiac disease children older than 18 months, elevated levels of AGA IgA occurred in 94%, while elevated TTG IgA and EMA TTG were found in 99% of the cases. Conclusions In children older than 18 months, both TTG IgA and EMA IgA are sufficiently accurate to be used as single antibody markers whereas a larger proportion of younger celiac disease children lack these antibodies. Therefore, when selecting children for small intestinal biopsy, the detection of AGA-IGA and TTG-IGA used in combination is optimal for identifying untreated celiac disease in children younger than 18 months. Gluten-dependent small bowel mucosal transglutaminase 2-specific IgA deposits in overt and mild enteropathy celiac disease by O.T. Koskinen, medical student, Pekka Colon, Ilma Corpone Sabo, Teya Salmi, Sari Iltanen, Katri Haimila, Juka Partanen, Marku Maki, and Katri Kaukinen. Objectives. In celiac disease, IgA class autoantibodies against transglutaminase 2 are produced in the small intestinal mucosa where they are deposited extracellularly. It remains unclear whether positive intestinal transglutaminase 2 targeted IgA deposits in subjects having normal small bowel mucosal morphology are signs of early stage celiac disease. We evaluated the gluten dependency of these deposits in overt and mild enteropathy celiac disease. Methods Altogether, 48 subjects suspected of celiac disease but having normal small bowel mucosal villi were enrolled. 20 of them had latent celiac disease. The remaining 20, having positive intestinal IgA deposits, adopted a gluten-free diet before villus atrophy had developed. For comparison, 13 patients with overt celiac disease and 42 non-celiac controls were enrolled. Small bowel mucosal transglutaminase 2-specific autoantibodies were compared to villus morphology, intraepithelial lymphocyte densities, and serum celiac autoantibodies. Results. Intestinal IgA deposits were seen in all but one of the patients with latent celiac disease when the morphology was still intact. The intensity of these deposits increased as villus atrophy developed and decreased again on a gluten-free diet. In 20 patients with intestinal IgA deposits in normal villi, the intensity of the deposits decreased with the diet similar to those with overt celiac disease. Mucosal IgA deposits were seen initially only in 5% of non-celiac controls and in 8% after extended gluten consumption. Conclusions The response of small bowel mucosal transglutaminase 2 specific IgA deposits to dietary intervention 
with similar and overt and mild entropathy celiac disease. Detection of such IgA deposits thus offers a good diagnostic tool to uncover early stage celiac disease. Cytokeratin 18, a marker of cell death, is increased in children with suspected non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. By Miriam Vos, MD, MSPH, Cherise Barve, Swathi Joshi Barvi, John C. Carew, Peter F. Whittington, and Craig J. McLean. Objectives. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is a chronic liver disease associated with obesity that is now the most common liver disease in the United States. Cytokeratin 18 is an intracellular protein released into the blood during necrosis and apoptosis of hepatocytes. Levels of cytokeratin 18 have not been previously reported in children with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Methods. In a cross-sectional analysis of 62 children, 28 normal weight, 14 obese, and 20 suspected non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, we measured cytokeratin 18 levels as well as alanine aminotransferase, fasting glucose, fasting insulin, and TNF-alpha. Results. Cytokeratin 18 was significantly elevated in the children with suspected non-alcoholic fatty liver disease compared to obese controls and normal weight controls. Median of 424 compared to 243 and 214 respectively, P less than 0.001. In multiple logistic regression analysis, cytokeratin 18 was the single best predictor of suspected non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Prediction accuracy, 84.1%. Conclusion. Cytokeratin 18 is elevated in children with suspected non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and should be investigated as a potential diagnostic marker of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Outcomes Following Liver Transplantation in Young Infants by Shika Sundaram, MD, MSCI, Ravinder Anand, PhD, and Estelle M. Alonzo, MD. Liver transplantation in young infants less than 90 days old is increasingly common. These infants typically present for transplant in fragile medical condition. It is commonly assumed that they may experience high complication rates, very difficult post-operative courses, and poor graft in patient survival. Objectives. We sought to understand several questions. 1. Whether graft and patient survival rates in these young infants were lower than in older children. 2. Whether these patients experienced more complications than older children. And 3. Whether healthcare resource utilization was higher in this population. Methods. Data queried from the study of pediatric liver transplantation database were limited to infants aged 0 to 90 days who had received their primary liver transplant between February 1996 and May of 2004. Patients older than 90 days of age registered in the SPLIT database were used for comparison. Results. 38 patients aged 0 to 90 days were included in the analysis. Their severity of illness was reflected by a median calculation PELD score of 34.8 at transplant. A majority, 89.5% of infants, received cadaveric liver grafts of which 47% were reduced organs. They experienced prolonged hospitalization spending on average 50.9 plus or minus 7.6 days in the hospital after transplant. Long intensive care unit courses, on average 22.1 plus or minus one and a half days, and need for mechanical ventilation, on average of 16.2 plus or minus 2.7 days also occurred. The length of hospitalization Intensive care and mechanical ventilation were significantly higher than in older children, P less than 0.0001. The reoperation rate, 60.5%, was very high and significantly greater than older children, P equals 
with 10 patients, 26.3%, needing three or more early reoperations. Reoperations occurred for bleeding, wound complications, biliary complications, and sepsis. There was no difference in vascular or biliary tract complications compared to older children. Bacterial infections were also common, 52.6%, and seen with greater frequency than in older children, P less than 0.04. The infant cohort had an overall graft survival of 76.1%, and overall patient survival of 87.8% at one year, with median follow-up of 12 and a half months. Graft and patient survival in infants less than 90 days old was similar to that of older infants and children. Conclusions Young infants experience graft and patient survival similar to older cohorts of liver transplant recipients. Post-transplant complication rates, including the reoperation rate, were higher in this younger group, and the duration of hospitalization and intensive support were significantly longer. Further studies to better examine factors including age that may contribute to the need for reoperation in children are warranted. Recognition and further analysis of the cost of care of this age group is also needed. Short communication. Lack of correlation between fecal lactase 1 levels and fecal nitrogen excretion in preterm infants. By Luigi Corvaglia, Vittoria Paoletti, Barbara Battistini, Patrizia Simoni, and Giacomo Faldella. We measured fecal lactase 1 levels in 34 preterm newborns. 15 small for gestational age and 19 appropriate for gestational age during the first two months of life and evaluated whether they were correlated with nitrogen loss in stool. Fecal elastase 1 increased over time and values were similar in AGA and SGA newborns. Fecal nitrogen was significantly higher in SGA. There was no correlation between fecal elastase 1 levels and fecal nitrogen excretion. Pancreatic proteolytic function was efficient at an early stage in enterally fed preterm newborns. Despite the similar fecal elastase 1 values, fecal nitrogen loss was significantly higher in SGA preterm infants than in AGA preterm infants.